Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girlbomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Producer Noah over in Arizona. Uh, episode three, guys. Listen, between you and me, episode two, I was not feeling great. But the thing is, it was almost like yesterday recording um, was a respite from how terrible I felt. Because as soon as we were done all of the sickness came flooding in. I mean, I think I referenced it on the show that I wasn't feeling great, but I went upstairs to go take a shao shao and um, to get ready for my day and got out of the shower. Like, you know, one of those, I usually take a, about a two minute shower as for the longest shower. If I'm, if I'm not washing, well, even if I'm washing my hair, well, we'll add on five minutes because I let the conditioner soak in, but I'm bored during those five minutes. I'm not doing shit. I'm just like kind of waiting and I hate not having anything to do. I want to like check my phone because I take fast showers. I've always said this. 
I'll get back to the, what happened after the shower, but people that take long showers, uh, I'm trying to approach things I don't understand with more curiosity than um, being angry about it because I grew up in a house that I learned like we try to conserve energy and water. My dad is an environmentalist. And so I always took short showers because my dad was always like worried about the water. And also he used to watch us. That's a joke that I wrote a really long time ago, but I think it's very funny that like, but you know, my dad was concerned about water and also he would watch us um, shower. So I would get in and out as quick as I could. No, um, I just take fast showers now and it's, and I don't know if it's because of that, but I, I honestly, I don't know what else to do in there. I want to talk to Andrew about it because the other day we got into, um, you know, wa- there was some tweet many moons ago about washing your legs if you wash your legs or not. And I am not a leg washer unless I'm shaving them or unless they have like physical dirt upon them. Um, Otherwise, I just think the water washes it away. Or if, yeah, I've never washed my back before intentionally, like with a scrub, unless there's like, I got a, you know, a a fake tattoo of an owl, which I did get uh, on my back two summers ago. Um, That was the only time I think I've scrubbed my back ever. But what I do, I get in the shower I soap up, I get my pits, I get my vag, I get my back behind my butt. I like get that area and I don't need to scrub for like 20 seconds. I need to scrub for like two seconds. I'm just like, like I give it a good scrub. So like, there's just no way, you know, I'm not like, there's nothing terrible going on down there. It's just a general, like a day's worth of buildup. And then I get out if that's if I'm not washing my hair, I literally can take a 15, I would say a 30 second shower and feel totally clean getting out and totally refreshed if I'm not washing my hair. If I am washing my hair, we add a five minutes, but I'm not doing anything else in those five minutes. You have to tell people about the squeegee technique. Oh, that I learned. The squeegee technique is a great drying method that I learned from uh, a WTF episode from Mark Marin ages ago. I mean, like probably 10 years ago at this point, but he was talking about how in relationships, when you break up with someone, you can always look at something of like, I'm glad that happened. Cause I got this thing from them, this girl, he was, or I think his ex-wife taught him that when you get out of the shower, when you're finished with your shower, you take your hand and you use it as a squeegee a lot, like, like you would washing your window at the gas station, like your windshield and you use your hand and you flick the water down Like you're just like going over your leg all the way down and you flick the water off and it just gets all this water off that would have soaked your towel so much more and it dries you so much faster than if you just hop out without doing the squeegee. I don't do it every time, but when I do have like less of a towel or a towel that's already kind of wet and I don't want to make it more wet, I always squeege. That's a life hack you taught me and it it helps me so much because in my bathroom, the door is far away from the shower so if and the towel hangs on the door. So if I don't bring it, to where the toilet is, I have to come out. I'm like freezing. So I just use the squeegee. <laughs> like front And you door. get water everywhere and you create like a lazy river situation. And yes. you know, isn't it so funny when you get out of the shower to like grab something you forgot and you just are like, Oh, I'll just run to my bedroom real quick or whatever. You, it looks yeah, it's, there's like a, a flood situation that when you come back out, you're like, how did this much water, how was this all accumulated on my tiny little body? How did I bring this? It truly looks like a lazy river of uh, like your steps. So yes, yeah, squeegee before you go grab something. So what happened I got out of the shower after. yesterday. Yeah. And I just leaned over the toilet and it came. Like I didn't have to like wait for it. I was just like, 
And there was the oatmeal I talked about yesterday that I love so I haven't puked in so long. And as someone who like has a history with eating disorders and I, I did, I was bulimic, like, you know, I think it's been like 12 years at this. No, probably 10 years, 2010. So 11 years since I've like induced my own. Um, I, uh, it was a little bit like, Oh man, am, is, am I just doing the, like, there's a question in your mind of like, is this going to start some sort of cycle for me? Because it, it it's not hard for me to, do that if I want to, because I did it so much as someone with an eating disorder. But yesterday it was just like, my head hurt so bad that it was making me nauseous. Like my headache caused me nausea. Um, it wasn't like, it, cause then, but then we go to set. So I puked and I felt terrible still, you know, I get dressed like minimal dress. We have a uh, uh, half hour to drive to my location and I I had Andrew drive. I'm like cradled in the back seat, just slept the whole time, wore a sleep mask, put on white noise. He just drove in silence. We get there and I arrive and I'm usually like, hey, everyone. Like, I'm so excited to be at work. I love all my friends I've met on set. I'm like, I, I love going to this job. Love, love, love. And I walked in yesterday and I was just like, I'm really sick. And I didn't want anyone's sympathy and I didn't want people to be like tiptoeing around my feelings. And at one point I was in the makeup chair and I was waiting for my makeup artist to come back from grabbing some supplies. And I, as she was gone, I just was like, didn't want to sit. And I didn't want to go into the bed. It's in a bedroom, my green room, because it's in this house that we're shooting in. I didn't want to go to bed because the bed would have been so much harder to get out of than the cold, cold floor. And the floor was so cold and clean because it's a really nice house. So I just cradled on the floor and put my head on the floor. And I just, it looked so dramatic. And she came back in and I go, I'm not trying to be dramatic. I don't want people to be concerned. This just feels really good. And they were all like very understanding. And then she blow dried my hair. And I was like, I can't, I can't keep going. Like I need to take a nap to like put a cleave in this day to start over, you know, like I, cause I know that my headaches only go away if I take a nap or go to sleep. So I took a 20 minute nap and I woke up and I was a hundred percent, like people couldn't believe it. It almost seemed like I was faking. And the rest of the day I had the greatest day of my life. Also there's a uh, codeine in the Tylenol here. So, or in the ibuprofen here in the Caymans. So I popped one of those, but I don't think it was that per se, because codeine doesn't really ever do anything for me. But, uh, I will say that. And Andrew got sick later on too. He got sympathy. He, that's why sickness is psychological because someone else on our set also got sick yesterday, totally unrelated to mine. He saw me getting sick. And then when I started shooting, I heard that he had thrown up and was sick and he had so no signs of it before. So it's, such a psychological thing because he's a hypochondriac anyway. So I think it kind of like rubbed off on him. We'll ask him about it when he comes in to do the news. We got a lot of good news stories today. Noah, how are you feeling today about the show? I think I'm about to pee. No, I'm just kidding. I feel I great. <laughs> <laughs> Does that ever happen to you? Do you ever get sympathies? I go, you got sympathy sick. And I go, wait, never mind. He's just a hypochondriac. N no, because I'm not a hypochondriac. And usually Thank God. Yeah, when that. I feel sick, I just try to ignore it and, and just make it go away. And that usually helps. Yeah, I mean, if you kind of, because a lot of sickness, even if a sickness is a real sickness, you can trick your mind into not giving into it as much. Look up a thing called the sick roll. It's a psycho psychology term. Um, and shout out to anyone who does have hypochondria or OCD around this. I'm not... I'm saying, thank God I don't have that because I know what torture that is and how real that is. And I have a lot of sympathy for it. And because I have OCD in other ways. So 
I am not belittling you. I'm grateful. I don't have to suffer with what you have. And I hope it doesn't ever get to that for me. Um, but it must be really hard. And uh, we'll talk to Andrew about it because he definitely struggles with it. So uh, Andrew's coming in uh, right after this. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. 
All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Andrew Collin, welcome to the third episode. Hey. How'd you sleep last night? Oh, like a baby. I didn't ask you it this morning when we were eating breakfast, getting ready for the show. But I know, I, I we, don't, wanna know. we don't we, we talk kinda, to each other. We try not to talk that much off uh, air because I do think, though, that us living together makes for a better show than if we didn't. Agreed. 100%. And working together uh, on a separate thing and being best friends and doing every social thing together. I think it makes for a better show when we do this. Well, we become one human. I was we've been, we're about... like we're meeting in the middle of your feminism and me, my masculinity. Mm-hmm. And I think we're just mm. turning into one I think we're meeting with my masculinity and your feminism. Yeah. We're realizing that <laughs> well, we have so much to discover on the show, but I did used to think that it maybe was a bad idea that I'm creating a podcast that I do daily. Like I, I always think about the listener experience. Like, do you want to hear people that live together, socialize together, work together on this podcast? And it's like, I, I was wondering like, Oh, that's too much. They're going to miss out on things, but I feel like it's actually better. Yeah. I, well, I think it's unique. I don't think there's anyone else doing it unless I think there's they're married. Couples that do it, but there's no one that's not a couple. That's doing what I'm it. saying. Yeah. Like there's yeah. Well, because, because people in their a- late thirties and forties <laughs> don't have platonic 40, best forties. Well, I mean, you're in your early forty. <laughs> You're in I'm your late, in my late 40. 40. You're about to be 41. <laughs> I remind you constantly. I'm yeah, sorry. every day. I I'm don't know why. about to be 37, why. which I think is like the sexiest woman age. I don't know. 37 is just like the coolest number. I remember when my mom turned 37 and being like, that's such like, she was just like sexy and cool. Yeah, she had two kids, a mortgage. She like smoked cigarettes and wore like cool clothes and just was like, she's just as cool. Hammered. Yeah, she was hammering things. <laughs> she is a handy woman. Um, um, yeah. 40, 42 is like, or 40, being 40. Mm-hmm. I think about like all the celebrities that got, like George Clooney, Hugh Jackman, they all were their hottest in their early 40s. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm only getting better here. You know? I mean, yeah, I, I think that's, there's so much truth to that of like, I look back when I was 16, 17, 18, when girls are supposed to be like, they're most supple and sexual. And I was like, I looked like a substitute teacher. I mean, I showed you a picture yesterday and it was, you were like, you have to put that in your Instagram. And I go, no, I can't because people will bully me and be mean to that. They'll be like, whoa, you've like, I've had such a glow up as they call it from that person, but I don't want people to go be so mean to that girl yeah. that didn't know she looked like a, you know, a, a, a librarian in a, one of those trailer libraries. Like they were, did you ever have those no. bookmobiles? 
I mean, look, it's, I guess it's kind of, if someone, they say you have an inner child. Mm-hmm. And so. I have an inner older woman. <laughs> yeah, you do look older at 16, but I feel like you, you can change your look. Like. I have gotten, I was going through old pictures of even when I was in the business. It's insane how I had no concept of how to look attractive. And I, I think it was because I didn't really want to i was drinking too much like i didn't and maybe the fashions were different too so you look back at that and you go what was i thinking but it was like that was hot back then or whatever but it wasn't i just had no concept i feel more attractive now than i ever have in my life and i'm 36 but that doesn't uh, it comes with a lot of effort but um yeah i feel like i kind of squandered my youth in terms of like not working out not having the best body i could i see all these like you know you see girls on tiktok that are 15 that look like so like they look like women, like sexy women. And I hate saying that. That's why I had to get off TikTok. I was just too triggered by it. Like getting jealous of 15 year olds. But I just didn't care about those things when I was 15. And now I, I kind of do, but it's, yeah, it's, I feel like. Well, I think, you know, if you're not focused on that, you were focused on other things, which gave you um, a personality, which gave you your funniness, which gave you your work drive to then now you're, I guess your Work look, drive. aka, can catch up with the other positive things that mm. you've been working on your whole life. Yeah, it's just interesting. But to you just want to be a high little minx. No, I just want to be myself. <laughs> I like that's all I want. Like I was thinking about like no, I love attracting that. someone right now, and I'm like, I don't want to put anything out there that I can't keep up, or that I that I have to keep up. You know what I think you can do? Hmm. You can buy lollipops. To look younger? Yeah, yeah, just like, I think it's sexy. I think you showing up on set, sucking on a lolly. I don't know how you, you, I think I crack those things. I can't, I don't have the patience to suck on a lolly. I would just go and like bite it like a blow pop, like just to get the gum out. But it's, it's a dum dum, so it doesn't have gum. And then I just chew on the stick and it becomes like a, it's not sexual at all. The paper would like be in my teeth and I would chew on like half the dum dum. Yeah. There was no point in even having to there's just give no, me a, there's just give me a piece of paper. A just give me a me. straw. What's another sexy thing? I'm trying to think like maybe a been eating a banana, but even that, like oh god, that reminds me of one of my favorite jokes ever. Chelsea Purdy's like, you know, I you you feel so embarrassed eating a banana when like men see you because it's so sexual. Like it's just sometimes it's just like you just feel like people are looking at you like you're sexual. So I like to eat a banana and she smushes it between her fingers and like eats it like she's like going down on a vagina. And so she's like, I do it this way so it's not sexual. She's doing, nah, nah, nah. Like she's, it's so funny. But um, I'm not good at, at being like, I'll just, I mean, there's certain things that I do that I know I'm being sexy when I'm trying to attract someone that I like where I'll, I'll do things, but it's nothing that I can't keep up. They're like natural things that I'm drawn to do because someone near me is someone I want inside me at some point. Of course, you don't walk in a certain way where you're going to have to be stuck. That's the hard thing is one day you have to be stuck to that walk forever. Yes. You know, that hot walk with the shoulders back, your tits up. Well, I have learned. Oh, that's a hack that I can share with my listeners. Um, Everyone who wants to have better posture. I didn't learn this until my um, hair or my stylist on the show. Her name's Julie without an E at the end. She taught me that if you put your hands up in the air, like both your arms up in the air straight next to your, so you're next to your, um, you know, ears, and then you lower them back down to normal position, that's how your alignment is supposed, that's how your back is supposed to be. So it doesn't feel forced. You get into that position with your hands up by your ears, everyone do it that can, 
and then now lower them and that's supposed to be your posture. So it doesn't feel awkward. You know, when you correct your posture, you just, you feel like an erect penis. You're just like, this isn't natural. Now that feels natural. No, I know. I just saw you do it and it looked amazing. I feel like a lot and of it cars didn't look just fake. crashed. Like you were trying to stick out your tits or something. <laughs> yeah. A lot of cars just <laughs> careened up. Well, we just lost a lot of listeners and that's because they died uh, driving off a of bridge. But they looked great while they were flying. <laughs> yeah. You guys looked had great posture right before you died. Um, hold on. I want to say though, the oh. other day I had to do like a sultry. I had to do an intro to the show we're making yeah. and I had to walk down the beach and just do, it's just, it was a drone shot of me just walking and I was trying to walk sexy because and powerful. Like I'm the host of the show. Like this is the intro to the show. And I learned from Gleb, my dancing with the spark, dancing with the stars partner, Gleb Sevchenko that, um, to walk sexy, start with your toe pointed and then put your foot down. So walk with the ball of your foot first and then put your heel down. And that is a way to look sexy when you're walking without really trying. So, but that's that, hard in sand. It was hard in sand. I'm not kidding. It like, was on the beach, yeah. yeah. It, it wasn't easy. And I look back, you took video of me, and I look back and I go, actually, I did a pretty good job. You look great on camera. Thanks, man. The cameras we have you are know like what? the best. Yeah. They're but cinemas. still, you like, look amazing. They're, you know, half a million dollars for each of these cameras, and there's like 20 of them on the show. It's amazing. You know what's, you know what, it, <laughs> the drone, you should always have a drone fall. It's like, the oh modern God. day when a girl back in the day had a dragon, you know, like it's like the girl. Do you think from, dragons existed? I'm confused. No, like from Game of Thrones, she had her own little back dragon. Back in the day. Yeah, back in the day. Like when? When? Like a couple seasons ago? When? <laughs> I think you think that the in medieval times dragons were a thing, like so? actually existed. So? so. Okay, well that's incorrect, but that's okay. Do you think T Rexes were real? Yes. Add some wings. All right. Good point. All right. Let's get into <laughs> the news. Here we go. Andrew, comes. here we go. Newsboy. <laughs> Coming up. You heard it here first. first. You heard it here first. Yeah, you heard it here first. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, uh, you heard it here first. That's uh, my favorite part. Yeah, you heard it here first. <laughs> you know where you heard it? Here first. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know. I thought you were just going to say here, here, and then I was going to finish with first. You go, here first. Here first. All right. Big stories today, guys. I hope you're having fun out there. All right. <laughs> no, no newscaster says that before they start. Big stories today. I hope you're having fun out there. <laughs> yep. Here we go, folks. Okay. E-Harmony. We all know it. Um, study shows that men give a thumbs up to their sex lives in the pandemic, while most women reported that there was no boost to their sex life satisfaction. Wow. Interesting. Now, this doesn't mean more partners. This means like their actual yeah, sex. Yeah, like the sex yeah. they're having. The pe- the women. On- <laughs> this is heterosexual sex, by the way. So the- may- Or maybe they pulled gay men as well. It looks like they went with hetero. Okay, so heterosexual relationships, the men are no complaints and the women not yes. not satisfied. Yeah, 71% of women so said their sex life in the pandemic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what? Yeah. I'm sorry, but this is not those of you listening, I know there's many generous lovers out there in our male audience. I I have so many emotionally like uh uh intelligent and uh, empathetic men who want to please their women. But I just have to say, this isn't a mystery. Women don't women. It doesn't, it doesn't mean that we don't enjoy sex if we don't orgasm. Cause sometimes I don't need to orgasm to enjoy sex. Like last night I masturbated, did not have an orgasm, but then I go, you know what? That wasn't like frustrating. I enjoyed the whole thing. And guess what? 
now I'm going to be all like ramped up today because I didn't get a release. So there's nothing bad about it. Yeah. You're so just it doesn't fl- mean we don't enjoy it just because the woman doesn't come. It doesn't mean a woman has yeah. to orgasm every time. I hate that kind of narrative of like, if I didn't orgasm, you're good. You, you should go kill yourself. It's like, we still we because sometimes guys try too hard and it's like i don't want to it's not going to happen i'm on this medication that is making it very difficult to do it and now my vagina just hurts so it's so true and i've been told i've been given that note where it's not happening so i'll i'll just eat faster yeah (laughs) or i'll like finger faster and they're like don't forget the peas Huh? Yeah, yeah. you gotta eat the peas you like suck a pea out of her (laughs) asshole hey daddy would be proud um 45 percent of men said they were were ha- this is a weird stat we're having okay. sex more frequently compared to 29 percent of women i don't know how that adds up but yeah that is interesting but <laughs> you know well i i i'm guessing that women are blacked out during it or so they just like not blacked out in terms of alcohol but possibly i mean a lot of women get drunk so that they can like get themselves to be horned up enough to sleep with someone who they loathe uh, having to be around all the time. Uh, And I'm not saying that's the right thing to do, but I think women do it. Men probably do it too. Um, So maybe they don't remember it or maybe they're just like, it's just so the sex is so blah that they're not even like thinking that they're having more of it. You know what I mean? uh, Yeah. Sex could be forgettable without blacking. Like you could just be like, Oh, we fucked Tuesday. I don't remember. I was still watching Netflix while you were going down on me. I mean, that's kind of ideal. The, the, <laughs> I just have what to would say, be your, though, if that, a like, guy was going down on you while you were watching Veep, would you lose your mind? I couldn't focus because it would. <laughs> if I was watching Veep, like a scene with Dan from Veep, yeah. which for those of you who want to know, the character Dan in Veep, who is a wretched human being, who's Noah's boyfriend or Noah's fiance, producer Noah's fiance, was in a scene with Dan from the first season of Veep. He oh. is uh, in a heavy metal band yep. that uh, got hired to mm-hmm. play for one of the um, scenes, I think it's uh, season one, uh, Dan and uh, Jonah go to a concert and uh, Avi, your fiance is yep. in a scene with Dan who's in the audience, but Dan's character, if yeah, I've watched those scenes where he's like sweet to Amy to like get into. You mean for three seconds? For, for porn. It's Once every 40 shows? No, I watch that <laughs> scene. I watch, um, cause I've been trying to get into more like porn that isn't like, you know, porn, porn. And the scene from The Departed when Leonardo DiCaprio comes and visit, visits the woman that he's not supposed to be dating because she's his therapist and he kind of like crashes on her. She's about to move in with her boyfriend. Oh, and they fuck he, in the kitchen? They don't fuck in the kitchen. They start making out in the kitchen. Oh. I, I have it memorized if you want to hear it. He shows yeah, up. please do. And he's like, um, it's raining. And he goes, I'm sorry. And she goes, no, it's fine. You're not, you're not a client anymore. And she kind of like poses in a sexual <laughs> way. And there was already sexual tension before with them like during sessions. And then... He goes, is this you? And there's a picture. And she goes, that's me. And he goes, I can tell. And he puts a picture on the wall of her as a child. And then he um, he goes, you don't have any cats. Or no, no. Then then the teapot starts like screaming. And then it cuts to them in the kitchen. It's such a great cut. It cuts to them in the kitchen with this sexual tension. And then he's like, um, so you're moving in with your boyfriend or something like that. And she's like, yeah. I mean, it just gets to a point where you just, you know, you, you got to do it. Or you just, you just, and he goes, you just what? Like he's just calling her on it. I'm kind of fucking it up. But then he goes, it's so good. She goes, your vulnerability is really freaking me out right now. And he and he looks at her and, and he's across the kitchen and he's like holding the sides of the door, like the pain. And she's like a, a good seven feet away, like on the other side of the kitchen. And she goes, is it real? And he just like looks at the floor and he goes, and he nods like, yeah. And she's just like, oh. and then he goes, you don't have any cats. And she's like, 
she kind of is like, yeah, no. And he's like, I like that. And then it goes <laughs> to, and then it just cuts to, then there's like such a, a attraction. And then it cuts to her on like sitting, you can see she's sitting up on the counter and then he just goes in to kiss her. And then she grabs it and they like almost hit the cabinets and then it goes to the bat. It's the hottest scene and it's literally one minute and 40 seconds long and it's overdubbed in like Spanish and um, uh, Van Morse. Or there's like a, a cover of, you are that that Pink Floyd song. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, Smoke yeah, yeah. Smoke on the horizon. It comes from yeah. really numb, and it's Van yes. Morrison, I think. No, no, it's a Van Morrison. Oh, cover. Van Morrison yeah. cover. And it's so fucking hot. And I've been watching that. And I also watched the scene from The Office where Jim confesses his love to Pam, and then they kiss in the office. It's so hot. So you want a bad boy. Or at least an equivalent to a bad no. boy finally to go. No, Jim wasn't a bad boy. I want what I love. And please send me clips because I was looking for some uh, more clips. I'm out of them because I don't watch enough things. I want clips of um, shows where there's like sexual tension and they shouldn't be together. And then they finally like can't they have to give in to it. Also, Leonardo DiCaprio in uh, Catch Me If You Can when the girl gets braces and then she's oh, like, yeah. and then they she finally kiss. That stuff is so hot to me. I love it. So please send that into the Nikki Glazer podcast at gmail.com. You can email us now if you have any suggestions for um, new porn for me to watch. I mean, what is it that's so attractive? And I know Jim doesn't fall into that category, but the other ones do fall into kind of like they're a little mean and then they showed his no, vulnerability. It, it, was, it wasn't about mean for me. That It wasn't. No, the no, mean, but I'm asking. Though. Oh, you're I, right, though. Go, I'm into Dan, though. Yeah, you're into Dan. And from Leonardo me. DiCaprio was kind of uh, edgy in that movie. Yeah. I mean, he wasn't clean cut. My point is, is though, like. You know, we see it where a guy will be like, I'm finally letting down my walls. And man, I, you know, it's so hard for me to share. But with because you. Because you think you're special. I know, you special. but why Women can't girls see special. through that bullshit? Because it's, sometimes it's not. In that de Departed scene, it wasn't bullshit. In, um, in the scene with Dan and, you know, what's her name? And Amy and no, Veep, but, that was bullshit. But like a lot of times it is bullshit. But when it's not, it's like a very intoxicating feeling to be so special and so... Women want to feel like they are different than other women. That the man is into them and so into them they can't help themselves. We want to feel so overwhelmingly desired and special. If you are able to make a woman feel that way, you're golden. My point is, though, if you don't make a woman feel special for the first 95% of the relationship, mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden, because she's so amazing, oh, I could finally be a nice guy. I get guy. it. I get it. But, but as opposed if it's to a sincere, guy being nice the whole time treating you special and you don't realize it. Work. That can also work. But I'm saying I can't... The, you can't help the f you like people that are hard to get too. I'm not, I, I I know I'm just asking I'm just asking because I think it happens a lot. Yeah, no, I I, I no yeah. women shouldn't put up with a guy who is abusive to them ever. But if a yes. guy is closed off and scared to get emotionally connected, and you somehow break down those walls and start the process with him, where he's not going to change overnight, but where he's willing to start going to therapy, uh, talking about his feelings, and like once shows yes. effort to change because he wants to be with you, and he realizes that's something that he's going to need to do to be with you that's great if you're dealing with a guy who has no intention and puts no effort towards changing and you need him to change get the fuck out of there now ladies he has to show effort to change he doesn't have to change but he has to show effort and if he doesn't you need to give him an ultimatum and say if you don't show effort i'm leaving and so, that is a shout out to like so many of my friends so i guess what 
I'm, I guess what I guess the realization that I'm getting from you is that don't just go off a guy that goes, oh, you broke down my walls. And then the next day he's the same piece of shit. There has to be more effort than just. Yeah, you. there has to be a, a plan for him fucking, to get like, his stuff together and not just break down his walls one time when he got a little too drunk with you. <laughs> yeah, and he told you yeah. about the time that is, you know, uh, he was molested. And I'm not making I'm not b- doing a joke. If a guy confesses to you something like that. Go, oh my God, thank you so much for sharing that with me. I'm so glad you're talking about it, but go talk to a professional without me because you know that this is something that in order for us to work and for you to be happy, you need to deal with on your own, right? Yes, beautiful. Uh, also, at the end of this story, before we get to the next one, 58% of the people report that their relationship grew stronger in the wake of the virus. So spending more time mm. with your loved one in a pl- where you have to quarantine and being in each other's face. I I would assume the other 42% live in a smaller apartment. <laughs> <laughs> like 58% of you have a three bedroom house. That's hilarious. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know about that. No, do you I think? Know. I know, no, I'm just fucking around. But I, I do think that That's it's- That's great to hear though. You said 42%? No, 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 no. 58%, 58% of people said their grew relationship stronger. grew stronger. Well, maybe that tells us something about the fact that we- aren't spending enough, like maybe more time together is something that will help a relationship that is, that is strained. Um, so that could be, I don't know. That's interesting. Yeah. But I, I mean, all of those stats are fascinating to me that men report better sex lives than women. You know, we learned a lot in this little segment, I think already. Let's get to the next okay. news story. Next news story, folks. I hope you're still having a great time. Uh, casual sex is on the decline for both young men <laughs> and women as study finds alcohol, video games, and living with parents to contributing factors. Also, the pandemic, of course. Why I, but is alcohol a contributing factor to less decline? people are drinking in their like, 20s, exactly. so they're not fucking say, when they're drunk. Well, we just heard the other day from uh, yesterday that women are drinking more. And I think that's women that are already in relationships and they're miserable or they're single and they're just like, I can't go out and meet someone new. But yeah, young people are understand- are smarter than us and they're realizing that drinking isn't that great and can lead to terrible stuff down the road and with your relationships and with your children and everything, even if it's casual. So I think that, yeah, young people are cutting down on those things, even though young people are supposed to be stupider. They're not. Um, a, a lot of times they're not. And um, so they're drinking less, less sex. Yeah, less sex. They're playing more video games, which, you know, video games, we're kind of in denial about it. Yeah. But, but it's bigger than oh, sports. Huge like addiction. video games is Fortnite, Call of Duty. I, you know, it's almost become every video I see on TikTok of a girl just waiting in a living room, like sad, waiting for their boyfriend to get off call of duty where he's just talking shit to his friends just to spend five minutes with her like there'll be like videos where the girl will get on the guy's lap and he'll play the video game over her right well that's not the guy's fault that is the girl's fault 100 percent. sorry girls out there who have had boyfriends like that you have a choice to not put up with that and to not do that and to not be with someone that does that (laughs) i I mean honestly and i'm not saying like this does not go to you know guys that hit you that's your choice to stay with them that's a different complexity but like if you're with a guy who plays Fortnite and you're like he ignores me get the fuck out of that relationship or tell him if you don't start making time for me i'm going to leave you i'm trying not to turn this into a relationship podcast because i don't know what the fuck i'm not in a relationship um so i shouldn't be giving out advice but these these things of like these poor women the guys play video games like it's it's about us having enough self-esteem and that's you know not not something that always you can 
I'm not making no one's a victim here. Everyone has has a chance to anyway. Also, what I'm saying women is, I might love the video like, games too. But no, they I don't. Mean, June Raphael, D- June Diane Raphael, who is uh, Paul Shear's wife. She's also on How Did This Get Made. She's a great com- comic actress. She put out a Instagram the other day, like one of those reels on Instagram that was like. Um, it was just a bunch of moments of her cringing, going like, oh, ooh, like different scenes of her just like looking and then going like, ah, like memorying something. And it said, all the times I remember, I used to watch boys play video games. <laughs> and it was like her as an adult looking back on her life of like, it was so funny. I think Schumer reposted it and that's how I saw it. But it was a, a great thing. So, yeah, I mean, and I read this book called, um, uh, well, what was it? It was the it was something that Joe Rogan recommended on his thing, and I actually picked it up because uh, it was it was like uh, about sc- screen time. Let me just look at my books real quick. But it was about addictions and man, video game addiction. Because I'm not privy to that world, I had no idea. It is there's rehab. Well, uh, centers I think it's for a people. way to like uh, deal with your anxiety or depression. You get lost in the game. Of course, you're present. Time, every, every addiction you is. get through the day. Yes. It, you know, when you play a video game, time goes extremely fast. Yes. Um, but yeah, also living at home, I mean, obviously it's, it's like harder any to fuck addiction. You if just, your parents are in the room next door. Yeah, the, I learned that as well. Not that I don't think, I don't think it would have like changed my life that much to have not been with my parents in terms of my sex life, but it definitely didn't help things along that um, I was living with them. That makes it, oh, it's called Irresistible is the book and it's by Adam Alter. And it's about addiction. They do a whole chapter on um, these uh, World of Warcraft. They have treatment centers where guys go and to get, get off better. that game oh. and to get away from that game <laughs> yeah. because they they I mean it is like worse than heroin. Not it's, to it's mention crazy. the games you're murdering people for three hours and then that has to get in your brain. Like people are like. Video games don't fuck with you. They no, don't do it. It's right. like if you're killing someone for three hours, it's gotta. I watch this porn for an hour a night. That's pretty brutal, and like it's changed the way I look at the world. Like I, it makes you think better at video nudity. games. Or no? Like I'm more desensitized <laughs> to nudity. I'm more desensitized yeah. to saying disgusting things. I'm more desensitized to just you know just this kind of graphic imagery. I can't separate that and just keep that in my bedroom at night. That that comes out into my day because I'm I'm watching it for so long. So that's why I'm. Tr- please send your clips to the Nikki Glaser podcast at gmail.com of G-rated um, sexual tension moments that are relieved by a first kiss. That is what I'm looking for right now for my porn consumption. Next story. Oh, uh, this one we're switching it up from sex, folks. I hope you're still having a great time. Uh, Cinnamon Toast Crunch goes viral after comedian starts a Twitter yeah. thread about finding. So in case you guys two saw, shrimp. wait, wait, let me finish the. T- yes. This guy found two shrimp tails in his cereal. Yeah, I saw a bunch of things about this on Twitter yesterday. And I go, I don't even know. Everyone's making memes about it. I was like, what the hell is going on? (sighs) Jensen Karp, who is a a comedian who I've worked with on. He was the head writer on uh, uh, the the show I did where you uh, dropped the mic. It was a rap battle show. He's a rapper, comedian. He's married to Danielle Fischel, who was Topanga on... No, he was uh, married to Danielle Fischel, who's Topanga on Boy Meets World. (sighs) Love Topanga. I know. And um, and they're a hilarious couple that have a lot of content online. But yeah, he found shrimp tails in his Cinnamon Toast Crunch, (laughs) and it's his favorite cereal, and he tweeted at them just to be like, what's up? And they, they claimed it was... Uh, clumps of uh, cinnamon sugar and he goes I'm sorry (laughs) these are shrimp tails and did a more close up it's clearly shrimp tails and he goes don't gaslight me it was a perfect example of gaslighting I thought yeah like no honey that's you think that's shrimp tails that's cinnamon sugar 
so sweet of you, but don't worry. And he's like, don't tell me what I'm seeing. <laughs> it was so funny. And now he's like enemies with his favorite cereal who he has like shoes that have cinnamon toast crunch on them. That's how much he loves cinnamon toast crunch. Also, they like got like the last thing a company wants is like a clever writer that always writes on Twitter anyways know, to find shrimp tails. Like if I found shrimp tails, I would eat around them. You know what I mean? <laughs> I would be like, oh, wow, this is a cool addition. And he's a hypochondriac. So he's constantly worried yeah. of things he's consuming. So he's actually scared. He's getting sick. Then he found rat poop or what he suspects to be rat poop. He took this cinnamon toast crunch to Quest Diagnostics to have it tested. So he's going to actually find out and confirm <laughs> that they are shrimp tails and that possibly rat poop. I just love, I just love seeing the guy that's packing these eating shrimp. Well, you tell me one of the things <laughs> like that he read that was so funny. Imagine a guy in a factory, though. Like, you eat a sandwich. Oh, yeah. This guy's eating shrimp cocktail. And just threw the tail. <laughs> like, who is this? Who's this highbrow? Like, what is he having lobster the next day? <laughs> Fucking shrimp tails, dude. They're going to find escargot yeah. in the next ones and <laughs> yeah. pate. Um, all right. What was the thing he said that we laughed so much oh. at what he wrote back at them? Oh, shit. Oh, fuck. Wow. You set me up there. It's not in the words here. When I tell you to write things down. Yeah, I apologize. Down. That's I all right. Apologize. I apologize. Uh, we can pull. Well, who cares? It doesn't matter. He was hilarious back at them. You should go and read the conversation between him and Cinnamon Toast Crunch on Twitter to to go see it. Um, OK, so let's get to why do I care? Yeah, why do we care? What, okay. what headline do you have for why I should care? So Justin Bieber says he won't tattoo his hands. Okay. Why do we care? Um, because a person that has formally shown no constraint of what he could do in terms of body modification, um, I guess he hasn't done his face though either. No, he has had a tattoo on his face. He Where? has a very small, like, kind of like a teardrop thing underneath his eye. Wow, but he won't do his hands. He won't do his hands. That's Why? where he Does draws he have the a line. Something about it just being able to wear a suit and not having tattoos on my hands. Okay, so he wants to wear a suit and not have any, but he still has got that face thing. So I don't know. I get the hand thing because it's something that you know. It just want to keep one thing sacred. It I just guess. annoys me when Haley doesn't want any tattoos inside her. Yeah. Well, he has it. tattoos all over his penis. No, he doesn't. Yeah. No way. Yeah, he has believe. <laughs> <laughs> and then it becomes believer when he gets hard. Um, <laughs> actually, like, no, but, like, I I just, I fuck, I can't stand celebrities that get to such a high fame where any little bit of statement of vulnerability or gets, like, oh, whoa, he's so brave. No or one's saying that. Is yeah, they are. That? Who said that? Like, who cares that he doesn't get tattooed? Well, oh, that's wow. why we're. Thank you, Justin Bieber, for. But I mean, like, it's just, it's just a, it's a. Th you know who cares? We do because we're talking about it. it's an interesting thing. But like, <laughs> you get so mad about like guys who show. Th or there's girls. something in you that gets really irritated when a guy. Like, I don't know what it is. What makes you so mad about? That? It's like the other day when Jonah Hill came out with the thing where his shirt was off. Great for him, but we were just like, oh my God, he went, like, we just like, 
That was different. He was making yeah, that one's probably a little kids bit that better. wear t-shirts at the pool feel better about their bodies. Which I was one of those kids yesterday. Yeah, so, yeah you were at the pool yesterday and you didn't want to <laughs> go swimming because there were hot guys around and you were like, I might go in my shirt. And I was like, like a shout out to Jonah. There were an insane amount of hot guys. Though. I know, we can't were. talk about it. <laughs> I know. There were lots of hot guys and you wanted to go swimming, but you were too insecure. God, I want to get into that so bad. But maybe we'll save it for the I final thought. We got to gotta t- move on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, one more thing no, about no, what? No, 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 that's it. Actually, no, we we, go. I shouldn't even bring it up yeah. on here. All right, so now <laughs> it's time for a new segment we'd like to introduce called Is It Textual? This is where we take a, a text message or some kind of form of text communication that either you or I have been having with someone that might, it might be sexual, but we can't get a read on it. And this is where I would like to um, ask you as our listener, if you ever want us to decipher your texts in an anonymous way and tell you whether or not the person's into you or what's going on, please send us your screenshots to the Nikki Glazer podcast at gmail.com and we will tell you whether or not um, we think there's a future there for you guys. So to start out for the segment of is this textual? I wanted to share one of my own a story of sliding into DMs because it's something that I have always been hesitant to do because of fear of being rejected and just a lot of things. But I will say that in watching this season of The Bachelor, this past season that just wrapped up last Monday, um, I developed an attraction to Matt James, The Bachelor, that I didn't have... I mean, he's definitely hot and was like just gorgeous upon just looking at him and would be someone I'd be into. But, you know, in the beginning of the show, I wasn't that into him, like, just, like, uh, in terms of his conversations with women. I was like, I don't know that we'd have a lot to talk about. Like, you know, I I, these shows, yeah, he's there looking for love and he's going to end up with someone at the end, but... (laughs) There's only in the history of Bachelor. There's only in Bachelor. There's only two people that are like still with the person. So I'm always looking at these people as someone who has a blue check mark can probably meet them at some point. If I slide into their DMs, a blue check mark stands out, and I'm not saying that as a braggy way. I just want to explain to you guys that like that just means they're first of all verified that they're a real person, and it means they might be in the business. And I like people in the business because that means that they're not going to be that impressed by what I do. It's not going to be, they're not going to put me on this pedestal and they might be someone I able to research before meeting up with them so that I can get to know them. Cause I'm scared of intimacy and I don't like first dates and I like to already like someone before I engage in a first date, uh, things to know about me. So Matt James, it's bachelor. I'm watching when I watch the show, I oftentimes I'm like, I could possibly date this person down the road. Who knows? So, can I, can I interject for one Please. second? I feel like you really started to get turned on by him when we saw him on Andy Cohen's show. Yes. And yep. he showed how personable he actually yes. is outside of the show. Yes. That's it. And with the beard. Yeah, yeah we were watching yeah. Watch What Happens Live one night. And he was on with this big beard. And I remember the TV was muted. So I was like, whatever he's exuding right now it's some fucking sexy shit and then we turned it on he was really funny and like just having a good time and taking all these weird questions and he asked him if he and his friend tyler cameron blew blow each other and matt took it in stride and was like playful with it instead of being like i just liked his demeanor on that show it's just real anyway i dm'd matt james um i want to admit it I slid into matt james's dms i have only done that once before with eminem i think so what made me slide into Matt James's DMs was the episode a couple weeks ago where his dad, who he had been estranged from and whose dad, he, his dad like kind of left his family very young, 
came back on the show and they had like a heart to heart and the way he handled it and what he had went through on camera, it was awesome. And I thought it was really brave and just sweet. And he, sh he was really vulnerable and it was fucking hot to me. But I also came from a point of also, like, when he I just kissed wanted his to dad with his eyes open. That was something. Yeah. Matt James uh, <laughs> notoriously kisses with his eyes open. You guys, which I don't mind because my eyes are shut. So what, I don't care what you look looking at my closed eyes. Um, so I wrote to him, I am so happy for you about your dad. Congrats. That was beautiful. And that was on March 8th and he did not. And then, so I was telling someone this and I go, but he didn't read it. And someone goes, Nikki. Yes, he did. He just didn't accept it. And I was like, Oh my God, <laughs> you're so right. Cause I go, cause, cause then, then you said, but this guy's getting flooded with DMS. Nikki. Especially I mean, he's on the night. bachelor. Yeah. And especially that night when he reunited with his dad, he's getting so many. And I go, Andrew, how many followers does Matt James have? Probably f Let me see. 700,000. 1 million. I'm close okay. to 1 million. I'm, I'm not too far away from 1 million. It doesn't matter. When I'm on something huge where I'm getting flooded with stuff, which I, it's never been on the level of Bachelor, but yes. blue check mark, you see a blue check mark even when you're getting flooded. You see them and you go to them first. They, they stand out to you like your own name being shouted in a crowd like they they just catch your eye he definitely saw it he definitely ignored it and that's okay because i put nothing on the line flirtatiously and that is the scariest thing for me to do is to slide into a dm with something that isn't that is sexual that wasn't a lie that wasn't me trying yeah. to like sneakily flirt i mean a little bit but it, I, I would have sent it even if i knew he was married or no i wouldn't have done it then well but maybe it would have been, been appropriate even if he was married there could have been like, you know, I mean, me getting slid into on a Tuesday night has nothing on Matt James, obviously. Like, she could have wrote, she could have wrote, I had diarrhea as a woman two hours sliding, ago. You don't want to be overly sexual, like yeah, some men. Are. Yes, but I'm just saying, like, you're competing. You're, you're a very good looking woman. You're, you're, you're famous. Yeah, 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 yeah. Blah, 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 blah. I'm not trying right. to make you feel weird. You're so hot. Ew. Sorry if that's making you feel weird, but God, are you fucking gorgeous? That, now this is just feeling mean. Oh yeah, <laughs> no, Jesus. but no. My point is, is that this you're is starting to sound sexual. Uh, yeah, it's this is that. Yeah, this well, part is no, the it was starting part. to sound. Yeah, but it was almost sarcastic when he was like, "Oh, you're so hot." I'm like, "Okay, well, is how, why is that funny?" No, no, no. For the first two were real, and okay, then okay, I kept gotcha, leaning gotcha, into gotcha, how gotcha. hot you are. Um, so no, but you're competing against. Millions, not millions, but you're okay, probably competing it, yes. against 250 other blue check marks at okay, this point. But still, and 250 then, blue check marks aren't a hard thing to sift through when you're Matt James sitting at home. Agreed, agreed. I'm agreeing with you. Your wounds I'm just your, saying that you know, a follow up text maybe a week later wouldn't it have been bad where you're like, no way, no way, it's over. No way. Why is it over after well, one? Well, I tagged him in a story and he could have seen that too. What's that? I tagged him in a story after that and he could have seen that too and there was no attempt. So I'm not. I, I lost no um, face in doing this, but I just want to say I did lose face when I said, but he didn't read it yet. My friend goes, yes, he did. He just didn't accept it. And I go, you're right. You're right. That is a rejection. But reading your thing, it did not come off sexual. That's all yeah, I'm but saying. It, 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 it slid in to open the conversation between sure. him to let him know like, hey, I see you. You know, maybe next time lead with those big old secret tits. Oh, my God. <laughs> Don't do I'm that. just saying. Um. Next time, just yeah, maybe. I do have secret big tits about, and as, especially two days out of the month, they're they're a lot big. I have to like change. No, what do you have to change bra sizes when you're like about to start your period or on your period? Do your boobs get like 
they do substantially get achy. better. Achy. Do they get bigger? Yeah. Like like yes. fuller and just more sensitive. And firmer. Yes. Is that where the blood goes before it comes out? What do you mean? Blood doesn't come out of your <laughs> vagina. Oh, of your nipples. Oh, it like no, no, no. <laughs> you don't. No, no, it doesn't. That's not science. Well, it's science, but it's bad science. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of tits, let's get into our final thought. Uh, back to you at the pool yesterday. We were at a pool on location, and Andrew uh, is a is writing for me on this show. And so you were there after we had after I had wrapped. Um, we were just hanging out because all our friends work on the show, so we we're still hanging out at work. And you were like wanting to, you had just puked. You wanted to go in the pool after you felt better. <laughs> I told them about that at the top of the show. Oh, uh, cool. And you wanted to go in the pool, but you couldn't because there were hot guys. It was, it just wasn't the time to go in the pool. But yes, I, even if, if you it had, was, if you had the body of one of those guys, would you have gone in the pool? I would have, I would never be out of a pool. <laughs> <laughs> I would be a pool. No, the other day I was, I had to go in a swimsuit in front of, because I wanted to have some fun in front of girls that looked like the best in swimsuits that you could possibly look. And I mean, I had to face that fear and my spray tan was falling off. So it looked like I had vitiligo. Shout out to um, some family members who have vitiligo. I felt like I was repping them because my spray tan literally was patching off. So I looked like that model Winnie Harlow that has, you know, different patches of skin that like it's, I didn't. And and I definitely am fatter than those, not fat, but I'm like have more pudge than those girls. My body is not toned as those girls. I'm ten years older than the hot girls, and I was able to be in a swimsuit around people who I, you know, might be judging my body. I took my shirt off then. I mean, yeah, that was a different. But the, the hot guys weren't there, huh? Hot guys were not there. But the hot girls were. Yeah, that doesn't matter. I mean, I'd be if there are hot guys around and I'm the only girl that is in a bathing suit then they're just guys just like kind of don't care. They're not like judging your body that harshly. I feel like least. guys judge other guys, at least when I grew up. Dude. No, I other guys. Yes. Yeah. And girls judge other girls, but I'm saying there were no guys there to judge your body. So I'm not was, giving you credit for taking off I, your shirt. I don't know how much description I could give, but there were, everyone was at that, at the place. Then it was just, no one else was in the pool. It was just very, yeah, everyone's it would have been, a. but that being said, if all things were like, there were 20 other guys in the pool, I would still feel a little uncomfortable about it because, you mm -hmm. know, I just, I'm not, I, I'm 40 years old. I'm not where I want to be, uh, body wise. I do feel like, um, what's the worst that could happen though? Like I understand your fear. Cause I have it too. If there were other girls and if there were other girls present, and guys that were judging my body, I wouldn't want to get in a swimsuit either, even though I probably would. But like, what's what's the worst? Let's follow that fear. Yeah, I just want to follow it for a second. So if let's say everyone's jumping in the pool, everyone has the hottest bodies. There's like twenty guys that have the hottest bodies in in the world, <laughs> and there's uh, twenty girls with the hottest bodies in the world. And then there's you, who everyone gets along with and kind of knows and accepts as a part of this team. And it's you there too, and you don't have the hottest body that you want. What's going to happen? Let's let's just like fall that out because maybe the fear is real. But let's I just think they all it. kick the shit out of me. Be honest. No, I know. I'm just having fun. Uh, but I'm trying to be honest. Yeah, we only no, have a no, no. Minutes. Okay, fine. I'll be honest. I I think nothing. Literally, nothing would happen. But let's. But, but what's your if biggest anything, fear? If anything, I would feel more comfortable the next time. But what? What's probably. the fear there? What's the biggest fear though that 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 prevents you from taking off your they shirt? They said they think I'm ugly. Okay, so they think you're ugly, and then what is going to happen with that? I really want to follow it. Just no, I know. I'm listening. I'm trying to explain it. But so they you, think you're you ugly. So they look at you and they go, "You're ugly." Think. So then what happens? 
then I'm then I get sad and I get depressed. No, but and you I don't, okay, but that you don't what? But why? Because I'm not as attractive as them. Because and they think you're ugly, or because that what they think becomes a fact, and then if you're not as attractive as them, that means what does that mean? That I'm not as good as them. Okay, so what what do you mean not as good as them? That I'm just I I don't work as hard as them for I don't eat as much protein I don't know I don't and then women don't like me as much and then maybe they don't like me as much because they see me as a uh, as not an equal or that and I'm so if pathetic. they don't like you as much and the women don't like you as much what what's the fallout from that the fallout from that yeah. it, it, I mean really at the end of the day nothing I mean no no there is a fallout because these are all fears that you have depression but, but why so do you maybe get later depressed? that night when you I'm always trying give, can I just talk through mine so we can understand what I'm doing here so if I get into a pool and I'm not going to take off my shirt because I feel legit fat and pale and disgusting and there's all these tan hot models with tight bodies in swimsuits that are cuter than mine and everything like that and I want to get in the pool. It's a hot day and I'm dying to go in the pool. The reason I don't is because I'm scared that they're going to look at me and go, wow, Nikki Glazer doesn't work out enough. She doesn't eat right. When I get to be her age, I'm going to be so much hotter. The guys will look at me and say, wow, I'd rather fuck that girl instead of Nikki Glazer. Okay, so I'm unfuckable. What does that mean? If I'm unfuckable, that means that no one wants to stick their penis in me. What does it mean if no guys want to stick their penis in me? It means that I might not be able to find someone to spend my life with. What does that mean? Oh, it means that probably I'm unlovable and I'm going to be alone forever. If I'm alone together, what does that mean? What could happen? If I'm alone, I'll be lonely. I won't have anyone to talk to. I won't have anyone to communicate with. I will die alone. I will be, um, I'm undeserving love. So what it comes down to is feeling like you're undeserving of love is a fear of being unlovable. Yes. I mean, I was going to get my there perspective? eventually. But you go, it makes me depressed. It's yeah, like, but I think but why like, does it make you, you I, but you try to I, I feel like sometimes when you ask me Sorry, questions, Noah. you want me to get to where where your head is at and I'm but trying, I'm trying to, to get you there, but, but you avoid not, it. You go, I'm just depressed. And it's like, OK, well, yeah, but then you getting upset at me is makes me feel like me being naked in a pool. <laughs> OK, Jesus. and now we're back at square one. <laughs> Let me give you because both of you reach a certain point and then one of you like goes in one direction and then the other one goes in the other. I think Andrew's insecurity lies in his work ethic. And Nikki, your insecurity lies in the unlovable. But what does having a bad work ethic mean? What's the fear there? If you have a bad work ethic, what does it lead to? I think for like, and again, this is like probably like male energy as the provider and all of that. Andrew feels an insecurity in that, which is fine. Mm. I think a lot of men go through that. And Nikki, since you're more like the emotional feminine energy, even though I know sometimes you say you're the masculine energy, you're, yours is, is rooted more in like hmm. emotion and love. So I feel like it makes me unlovable emotionally and I, my emotions won't be supported by a man if I'm not fuckable. And Andrew feels like if he is not fuckable, then he will be deemed as lazy and not um, achieving enough and not providing and therefore will not get the love he deserves from a woman who needs to be provided for. I don't know if, if for Andrew it boils down to like relationships and finding love. I think for him it's more about achieving financial I think, security. I think honestly it's just like it's growing up where I would be in a locker room and I would feel uh, I, I would, I've been around these kind of people my whole life and you're in the shower and you just don't feel as 
adequate as like these other guys. You don't, and it really like I'm not thinking. And there is a little bit about. But that's like, why I'm playing a game of like. But what does that mean? Like, no, what's I the real that. fear underneath that? Because it's like there's you're not going to die from someone thinking you look fat. You're never. Uh, what gonna I'm die saying from though that. is like sometimes my brain doesn't work like yours. I feel like your but brain that's why I'm goes. Trying to get eight, you to there because uh, it does work like that. There's an underlining f- fear that is that you're not talking about. I'm trying to get you there, and I'm not ex- I'm not skilled at getting you there. So we'll work on it. No, but I feel like sometimes the overlining fear too. is that a word? I get that, but I'm saying how you how we try to get there. You're like, well, then, then, then and then what is this? And then and my brain is still trying to compute it because I don't think like that. I think I think I look ugly compared to this guy. That's it. That's where my brain. That's I where know, my brain. but it doesn't have to end there. And there's gentle ways of getting you there. I wasn't gentle enough, but I'm saying. It's not about that. It never is about, oh, it made me feel fat. First of all, no one can make you feel a way. You being fat does not say anything about who who you really, what does it say about you besides the physical part? And I like to examine that because I stop there a lot of times that like, I'm just fat, I'm lazy. And it's not that, what does that mean to you? Why do you not want to be fat and lazy? What does that mean fundamentally? What fear does that um, re, uh, what's the word? Like reinforce in you yeah. and that's what I'm trying to get at because it's not about not taking your shirt off at the pool it's about something deeper maybe like Jonah Hill was right <laughs> I think it's hard for people to talk about that who don't do therapy with right. a psychologist because it's it's really hard to talk about yourself it is a skill that you learn and you know not to admonish anyone who's not in therapy but it is hel- like that is a part of the helpful part of therapy. You're, you're able That's to all therapy get is, down to is the root figure out when things tick you off or make you mad or make you upset. You get to examine them and find out what it's really about instead of this thi- like my phone broke. It's you're not throat punching a wall because your phone broke. It's because your dad didn't love you enough. Sure. And and it, it, people are like, well, why do I need to learn that? My dad's dead. I can't repair that. Yes, you can. Yes, yeah, you can. Yeah, but I think going back to that, I, I don't think I think when I said because I grew up with people, it's the same shit. Like that is thinking th- through it. Yeah. And, and but understanding. It keeps, but you can keep going. What, because huh? it, I know, but can I finish? Mm-hmm. It's understanding my history and how it affected me back then, and that's why it's probably still within my core now. Yes. And I do think I am better about that mm-hmm. and caring about that and, and more confident in myself I, than I've I ever been. I agree with you. You don't have to get defensive. All I'm saying is that even when you were a child and that fear started, it wasn't about that then. It wasn't about that. So wh- whether or not these are things repeating throughout your life that are the same circumstance, even when it started that circumstance of feeling insecure with your sh- shirt off in front of the guys in the locker room, that that fear of feeling worthless in front of those guys comes from somewhere else. And once you remedy that, which is very difficult to do, and I'm not able to do Was it. Was it shirtless in preschool with other guys? It could have been that. It could have been gone all the way back to that. Even you being born, being, being born naked in the hospital, in the hospital well, not you know, looking as hot the, as the doctors. In the little, when, the uh, when they looked through the window yeah. and I was with those other, those babies those were Those other jacked. babies were so You were strong. comparing yourself to other babies. Yeah, they were so thin because they were premature. <laughs> those fucking prematures, dude. They made you feel so fat. All right, guys. We've been through a lot today. Uh, right into the show. Only positive things, please. If you want to write something negative to the show, just I would ask you just to stop listening to the show instead. That would be better because <laughs> it, I really negative comments. I don't. I don't even want to have them anymore about art that I'm like examining, like things that I hate. We watched a movie last night that I absolutely hated, and I'm not even going to talk about it because 
what I can do is just not watch it. And that I tried to do that, but Andrew kept wanting to watch it. We'll talk about it tomorrow in the show, and then I will shit talk Please it. don't have a negative comment about me watching it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the show. As always, subscribe, rate, and review. And a word at the end here. And we'll come up with a catchphrase <laughs> soon, and we'll come up with a thing to call you guys. Thank you for all your submissions on that. We'll keep taking them. The Nikki Glazer Podcast at gmail.com. See you then. Bye. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girl Bomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girl Bomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girl Bomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, this is Kurt Woodsmith. You remember me from such TV comedies as That 70s Show and That 90s Show on Netflix. I'll never forget the words that my grandfather said just before he kicked the bucket. He said, watch how far... I can kick this bucket. People ask me where I get my dad jokes from. I tell them to listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast. Listen to Daily Dad Jokes every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.